to 83 million viewers. Who had shot J.R. Ewing on Dallas? Returned to the assembly of nerds to which I belonged, the land of speech, debate, drama, and newspaper clubs, I pleaded with my dad, ridiculously, to move the family. Out of boredom, I would join a small group of other nerds hanging by the edge of the bonfire at some party in the desert, skulking around the beer keg at the home of those luckless out-of-town parents, or slipping through the shadowy streets of Ciudad Juarez on the wrong side of the Mexican border, in the darkness, where the bartenders didn't care how old you were and the cops just wanted to shake you down. My high school guidance counselor informed me that my choices were limited. College in El Paso, or maybe the U.S. Army. I had already gotten into Trinity University, a liberal arts school in San Antonio. So I thanked him for all his time and attention all those years. And as much as I liked college, it tended to reinforce my perceptions of Texas, a fairly conservative order, both socially and politically. Then my perception met practicality. When the savings and loan bust hit, followed soon by the collapse of oil prices, there were no jobs to be had in Texas for a new college graduate. So, in the late summer of 1985, I packed up my 1974 Volvo, hugged my mom and dad goodbye, and drove east on Interstate 10, out past Van Horn and Fort Stockton, across the Trans-Pecos and the Edwards Plateau. There was so little traffic, I read a magazine much of the way to San Antonio. There, I kept right on going, headed for New Orleans first and later New York and Washington, D.C. By dawn, I had made it out of Texas and awoke to a Louisiana state trooper tapping on my window with his billy club. I couldn't sleep here in the rest stop, he informed me. I had to keep on going, so I wearily obliged. I write this not so much to provide a memoir of life in Texas in the 1970s and 1980s, but rather to make a point. Texas is now the epicenter of dynamic and potentially radical change in America. That's something most people would have never imagined then and may scoff at now. But I've spent a lifetime, give or take, observing, and observing Texas in particular. Texas today could not be any more different, whether viewed in social, economic, or political terms, from the Texas that I knew nearly thirty years ago. Following a pattern that stretches back not just centuries, but millennia, this scale of change in Texas will have a major impact on America and the world in the years to come. The story told in the ensuing pages is mostly one told as an observer, certainly, but one who has a long personal history with the state which helps to form both a larger context and, hopefully, a richer backdrop than that of an observer who claims to be entirely detached from the subject. I spent nearly two decades growing up in Texas. Later, living on the East Coast, I visited briefly now and again. In 2007, I returned with my young family, full of hope and with a bit of buyer's remorse, and made it my full-time home. I am, unabashedly, a Texan. I got to collect Texas in snapshots over many years. I've tried to bring a mix of tools to this project, some of them quite sharp and a few of them with a little rust on them. I've tried to bring as accurate a viewpoint as possible to bear in the following pages. As a journalist, I believe in owing that to the reader. I have brought my academic training in political science to bear, as well as my decades of experience in journalism. The individuals you will find quoted here in the more contemporary accounts are either respected experts or just everyday people.
The famous and the powerful tend to get more than their fair share of attention anyway, though they're chronicled here too. Everyday people, however, tend to get less than their fair share of attention, though their insights and experiences are valuable. I've added my analysis too, which ultimately is an opinion. This is not to be confused, though, with the ideological hectoring that defines much opinion journalism today. It's intended instead to be a judgment more akin to analysis of facts, history, and resultant trends to the very best of my ability. I neither favor one political party or another. Without these tools, I would be unqualified to present a brand new thesis with which to understand Texas, one that challenges many of the recent books about Texas, among the thousands of books previously written. Instead, I hope to build on a handful of the great books written about the state and say something entirely new. In my view, much of what we think we know about Texas is dead wrong. Texas isn't some calcified reaction.